When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Were you an Olympics baby? I was birthed from the first note that Celine Dion sang nice. of Power of the Dream. So you're part of the opening ceremony? Yes. Okay. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of True Crimes Against Wine. I'm Topher and I'm going to be leading you through a wonderful tasting today. Yes, and I'm Judge Rachel and we're going to dive into some scandal. That's right. Today's actually another day of firsts. We just recorded our first commercial we for one thing. did. So keep your ears out for a very exciting cross collaboration coming yes. up very soon. I can't say more than that at the moment, but it's going to be fun. Yes. And then also this is our first part 2. We've never done a two-part episode I was, before. I was going to ask you because as we know, we forget everything after we stop recording. <laughs> so, I don't know how many of you have seen the Men in Black franchise, mm. but at the end of every episode, Fact Checker holds that little device up mm -hmm. and erases our memories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the amount of alcohol. No, that we're that's drinking. unrelated. <laughs> There's no impact on your memory whatsoever. Last time we were recording, we got about an hour and a half in and realized, oh shit, we have not even gotten into some of the more like juicy modern current mm -hmm. event stuff about the royal family. Mm -hmm. So we decided rather than gift you guys with a three hour episode, we would just <laughs> sort of cut it up and do another one today. But that's fine because we needed to kind of lay that background, mm -hmm. I think, for you to really fully appreciate yes. what we're going to be talking about today. So today we're going to focus on Harry and Meghan. Mm -hmm. And because of that, mm -hmm. you know, last time I talked about why we did the, the bubbles that we yes. did. This time we're going to have a cool and casual Montecito Santa Barbara vibe yeah. with this beautiful Chardonnay that okay, I got. Okay, let's grab so, it. So, yeah. Um, where is that wine opener? Right here. Perfect. So this is called Diatome Chardonnay. Mm. It's from Santa Barbara, like I said. It's from the Santa Rita Hills, which we've actually covered before with another celebrity couple. No recollection. Um, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Oh, okay, That's where fun. they're, yeah. yeah. And we really liked that Chardonnay a lot. It was good, yeah. This one comes out at a little over half the price of what the Goldie Hawn one was, which was 50. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, this one was like $27, $28. So okay. I'm interested to see, because we already know that we like Chardonnays from that region. We do, yeah. And this one's really interesting because the portion of the vineyard that makes Chardonnay is only two acres, which tiny. is really tiny. Yeah. yeah. And it's extremely sandy soil. And oh. so the name on it, diatom, mm -hmm. is actually a type of fossilized plankton that you often find in that particular region. Dia Ooh. They call it diatomous soil, I yeah, think is how you okay. say it. And it's the largest deposit of that type of soil in the world. But mm. interestingly, it has a lot of different uses. For instance, like in agriculture and plant cultivation, mm -hmm. it's the type of soil that you want to have for like bonsai trees because it's a oh. natural filtration. Okay. But scientists in Germany during the 1800s, during mm -hmm. the cholera outbreaks, mm -hmm. used it to filter water. <gasps> In order to clean oh, the water, you know, so people, yeah. So it's, it's and it worked, and it worked. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was very successful, okay. and and helped stem the outbreak. So I think that's really cool. You know, I love having like little tidbits. What is yeah. wrong with this foil? Jesus 
Christ. It's like glued to it. There we go. <laughs> I was about to say, does fact checker need to do this? I'm over here just struggling. Did you cut yourself? No, I didn't this time. Okay, good. You know, I did last time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was a really cool little tidbit. Even though this is an area that we have covered before, mm -hmm. this particular vineyard just has like a really unique terroir. Mm. It's also in a region that has the coolest weather. And okay. so that gives it the longest growing period. Okay, nice. So we talked about, mm -hmm. about that before. The heat is what ripens mm -hmm. the fruit. So it makes for just a really well-balanced wine. Great. If you'll hand me your gloss. Yes. We will begin our tasting. Mm. Now I will say we are using your grandmother's crystal again. Yes. Which makes it difficult to actually see the true color of the wine. Although I guess we can see it. We had to be to fancy. Side. Yeah. Wow. It's, I already am noticing it's a much paler color than most Chardonnays, mm -hmm. especially from this particular, well, not from this region, but from California. Okay. You tend to expect more of a really kind of rich golden color. And yeah. this seems to have more of like a straw pale gold sort yeah. of thing, mm -hmm. which I normally would associate more with like Sauvignon Blancs and Pinot Grigios, most notably. Okay. Let's smell it. Oh, it smells amazing. I'm not getting a strong smell from it. Really? Mm-hmm. It might be a little cold still. Okay. Yeah, because um, we know temperature affects how yeah, you smell and taste. We've talked about that before. Yeah. You know, you're obviously you're supposed to drink it really chilled, but sure. it helps you get more of the complexities of the aroma and the palate. Not at room temperature, obviously, but if it's just a little bit little warmer. warmer yeah. than it's not okay. So it'll start to open up for what you. What are you getting from the smell? Definitely very fruit forward. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting not even apple necessarily, but apple blossom. Oh, okay. And peaches. So like Bath and Body Works in the 90s? Maybe not quite that. Okay. <laughs> it's more fresh. It takes me to like an apple orchard. So you get that spring. outdoor yeah, scent yeah, of yeah, like yeah. the fruit and the flowers. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then like peach and apricot kind mm. of stone fruit. Okay. Very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Let's taste it. Okay. Mmm. Oh, Okay. I'm getting like some golden apple in the yes, taste. Yes, yes, yeah. for sure. And still peach, but like really, really ripe peach. Mm -hmm. Like the kind of peach that the juice dribbles down your mm -hmm. chin, you know? Mm -hmm. So this was aged in stainless steel. So we're not, not getting that, oak. okay. that oaky yet. It's not gone through malolactic fermentation, which okay. is the type of Chardonnay as we know that I prefer. Yes. I like it to be much more crisp and clean. And that's definitely mm -hmm. what this is. Mm -hmm. But it still has a richness to it because of the quality of the fruit that we're getting. That really ripe. Mm. juicy, rich sort of fruit. Mm -hmm. This is perfect for sitting on a fucking limestone patio in California. You've got yeah. the like lattice above you with like the flowers yes. and there's a fountain trickling nearby and yeah. Megan has put out a charcuterie board for us. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. You're the best. <laughs> what do you think of it? I like it so far. So I will say. Okay. Much to our dismay, okay. but much to the delight of our listeners, okay. this is a 14.5%. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we gonna get lit. All right. Well, enjoy this episode, everyone. That's right. <laughs> um, once again, totally unrelated to the alcohol we are consuming, we will not remember what we yeah, talked about. Yeah, unrelated, unrelated, unrelated. Okay. So how do you want to get into this? Well, yeah. So last time we talked about... I don't remember how we left off. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that we did talk about the Windsors, mm -hmm. um, kind of the more modern royal family. Right. And we started getting into the Harry and Meghan stuff because 
they've been all over the news. They have the yes. Netflix show. He yes, has his memoir right that's just come out. So it's very topical. But I know that we kind of paused it because, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, the episode was getting kind of long. So let's just kind of jump into Harry and Megan. Okay, today. let's do it. All right. So let me open my notes. So what year were you born? 1996. Okay. The year of the Olympics in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Were you an Olympics baby? I was birthed. From the first note that Celine Dion sang of nice. Power of the Dream. Great. So you're part of the opening ceremony? Yes. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Well, the I reason- came from her opening. And it was a ceremony. Yes. I was born in 1986, but okay. the very end of it, end almost of it, 1987. Okay. okay. So Harry's just two years older than you are because he was born in 84. Gotcha. Can I just say yes. real quick too, I was thinking about this a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. We mentioned in the last episode what a teen heartthrob Prince William was. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about- how we all totally slept on Prince Harry. Yeah, He was such a, like, an awkward-looking Ron Weasley kind of kid, even into, like, his early teens, and he had that unruly shock of red hair yeah. and the freckles. Kind of just like a dweeb-looking guy, you know? And then... He, so... He one, fooled us. Yeah. One of the blogs that I still really love delisted used to refer to him as Prince Hot Ginge. Nice. Which I love. That's but that nice. was after, you know, of course, Harry was a bit older. That was yeah. like when he was in his 20s. And like he was, you know, in the military. So he's right. like in super oh, that great was, shape. That was when he we all were just like, wait uh, a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I totally slept on Prince Harry, but I will make it up to him now yes. by sleeping with him. There you go. Hashtag justice for Harry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's going to be 39 this year. We should do something special with him for his 40th birthday. We should next year. Yeah, let's should we invite out. him to Spain with us? Yes. Okay. By the way, we're going to go to Spain if you want to fund that trip. <laughs> Even if you don't want to, it's Just give us your moral obligation. It, yeah, it's really your duty at this point. Megan's a little bit older than I did know Harry, that she was yeah. a few, a couple to a few years older than him. Yeah, which, she, good for her. Right? You know we love a cougar. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she was born in 81. Okay. So she so will... So he was 84. Yes. 81, that's not a big that's, difference. That's a couple years. It's yeah. not a big difference. But she'll be 42 this year, right? 23 to 81, 48. That makes sense. Says that math is mathing, okay? The math maths. The math maths, yeah. However, she will perpetually, I think for the rest of her life, have the face of a 29-year-old. She always looks like somebody who's in, like, adulthood, like, solidly adult. Not young, not old, just, like, Adult. You're 30 yeah, that's or something. Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. And she's gorgeous. She's so pretty. There, I would watch them have sex. Well, I, I know you'd watch anybody have sex. Well, that's true, but I would really enjoy watching. <laughs> okay, that's the difference there. Not even in like a sexual way, but like it's art. Do you think it would be exciting or just kind of standard? Oh, I think he can tear it up. You think so? I think he could before mm. because here's my thing. I don't think that Prince William can. Okay. Because Prince William has never had to really try anything. Okay. But Harry being like more in the shadows. Okay. I feel like he had a little bit more to prove with a, just generally just in, general, in his life. Yeah, okay. you know, and he had his partying days in Vegas mm-hmm. and all of that. I think that he learned a lot of really good tricks, but I also have seen that he has really done a lot of work and grown since he got with Megan. And Megan isn't going to let some dude be lazy in bed with her. Okay, that's fair. She's going to, I think if he had any areas where he like, wasn't up to par, Mm -hmm. she took him to task for sure. She's like, you need to take some lessons. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. So 
I think it would be really good. Plus, like, she's, like, super fit and into yoga and flexible and stuff. Yeah, she's, like, the classic kind of California girl. I th- Yeah, I think they do some real good sex. Do you think they have, like, a secret, like, sex dungeon in their house? No, see, I think they have, like, boring standards. I don't think so. They give me, like, a home goods vibe. Oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? Home goods? Yeah, where it's, like, it's fine. It's not great. Home goods? Not even, like... Pier one, like home goods. Maybe pier one on a fancy day. Home goods is like the marshals of. Yeah. Oh God, that's so mean. <laughs> it's not mean. If I've you been said to that about goods. if you, well, I I'm poor, so of course I shop <laughs> at Home Goods. But if you told me that you thought that me and Fact Checker had Home Goods sex, I'd be like, we're not friends anymore. That would be it. That would be the one thing I could say to you. And that would there are several me. things okay. you could say to me, but that's one of them. <laughs> I will Home keep goods. that in mind. Jesus Christ. Just because. I'm going to say at least Pottery Barn. Okay. I'll, yeah, Pottery Barn. Crate and Barrel. Pottery yeah. Barn. Okay, I could see that. Let me a little more upscale. But still very beige. Like lots of like cream colors and beiges and taupes. A lot I of just, neutrals. I think you're. <laughs> I don't know. I think that people who project that image so much in their daily lives have got to be secret freaks. Maybe. There's no way to know. Unless Harry and Megan come on our podcast and tell us. If you would like to divulge very intimate secrets. I mean, Harry seems to be about telling those secrets, so. So we're going to talk about that, I know, but let's get back on track. We're we're already off the rails Well, of course. This is 14.5. So brief overview of each of their lives. Harry, of course, born in, in England. He went to Eton College. He had a gap year where he was in Australia, and then he was in the military for mm-hmm. a long time. He served in Afghanistan. What did he do during his gap year in Australia? Was it, like, humanitarian work? Probably. Or? I don't know, like, seeing koalas, peering at public events. He's, I mean, he's a royal. Those are the two things to do in Australia. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's a member of the royal family on a, a gap year, which, like, okay, you're just fucking around for a year. doing everything. Carving boomerangs. Yes. <laughs> Checking out the Sheilas. Yeah, putting shrimps on the Barbies. (laughs) (laughs) Eating Bloomin' Onions. Yes, I do love a good Bloomin' Onion, though. I'm not going to lie. They're pretty good. Yeah. Megan was born in L.A. Her parents divorced. They had that in common, like both children of divorce. When she was fairly young, she started acting. She was on, like, General Hospital, CSI New York. She was on Deal or No Deal for a little bit. Was she one of the briefcase briefcase girls? girls. That's awesome. (laughs) But then she's most well known for Suits. Mist will noon for Mist suits. Mist will noon for suits. Yes, I did know about suits. I've yeah. also seen, I want to say it was like either a Hallmark or a Lifetime movie. Me and Fact yeah. watched a couple years ago that she was in. And it was so weird to watch her act because at that point. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different for some reason to me, I guess because I never really watched Suits. I was aware peripherally of her yeah, acting suits career. Yeah, Suits was just not a show I ever was into. Right. Versus like Grace Kelly. Right. She was like a star, star, Hollywood star before she, you know, became a royal Mm -hmm. and like stopped acting. Whereas like, yeah, Megan wasn't like a huge name, but she was known enough where like if you saw her face, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've like I've seen her around. Right. But she wasn't like a household name necessarily. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like their separate past. They met in 2016. They have two different accounts of how they met. I thought that it was a blind date. That's what like got them hooked up. That's what they said at one point. That's what the Lifetime biopic about them that came out just before the royal wedding. (laughs) But then they also. It's actually cast really well. I don't know if you've seen that. 
I vaguely remember that. I didn't watch it. I knew that. Both the person who plays Megan and the person who plays Harry, mm-hmm. it's very uncanny valley mm. to where it's like, oh, it's you're just slightly off from. Where you feel kind of weird about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like it would have been better had they gotten actors who didn't look as much like No, them. I like it when it's weird. Okay. That's Topher's tagline. I like it. <laughs> I when like it weird. when it's weird. Yeah. Nothing beige about me. <laughs> Obviously. I'm not home goods. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of which, we decided to go California casual today and yes. wear our jammies while we were recording. Yes. And I love it because, first of all, we're both wearing leggings, so that's Yes, fun. there we go. Yeah. I am wearing my my slippers, my fuzzy mm-hmm. slippers, my leggings, and my Taka sweatshirt. Yes. And merch. Yeah, merch. What are you wearing? I'm barefoot because California. Okay, because you're a dirty hippie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I've got on my tartan leggings. Yes. And my gold and black polka dot silk pajama shirt. Yes. And my velvet fur-lined robe. Is it like your smoking jacket kind of? Kind of, yeah. Okay. So we're both very casual. That's <laughs> what you're getting at. Yes. With, of course, all of my jewels. Oh, but those were planned. So I've got my sapphire. Oh, yes. Which is an homage to Diana. Yes. Obviously, Kate mm-hmm. has that engagement mm-hmm. ring. But then Megan was gifted Diana's aquamarine cocktail ring. Mm-hmm. So I've got my two aquamarine rings Those on are actually blue well. topaz, but they do look like aquamarine. Do you want to borrow my Shut aquamarine? it down. Shut it all down. Do you want to borrow my aquamarine cocktail ring just for this episode? I mean, kind of, yeah. Can I have, oh, your grandma's? Yeah. Yes. Fact checker, will you go get that? Boyfriend maybe in the bedroom. We have to interrupt his nap. He's a really heavy sleeper, honestly. It's on the top. You could take all of Rachel's jewelry shelf in a black little velvet ring box. Yeah, thank you. And now we're gonna pause for sponsors (laughs) for her jewelry break. (gasps) Will you wear my cocktail ring for this recording? God, I absolutely will. Ooh, it's actually. (laughs) It's actually just like. Yeah. Diana's. So maybe my grandma stole some jewelry from Princess Diana. No, like, I don't seriously, know. with the three diamonds on I each know, side? I know, it is, isn't it? Okay, you're not getting this back. Well, I am, because it's on record. <laughs> we both know you're going to forget. That's true. Fact checker, keep him honest. Fact checker, don't keep me honest. <laughs> he knows how his bread's buttered. That's true, he does. Okay, yes, back let's get to, back into it. Yeah. So Harry and Megan have two different stories of how they met. One was the blind date. One the, was Grinder. Yes. It was Instagram, actually, another social media site that, like, they started messaging each other on Instagram and were like, hey, yeah, let's grab drinks and go out. I've never understood that. Not because, like, people have to be messaging so much. Like, how do you filter through? Especially, yeah, when you're that level of famous, like Prince Harry, unless he messaged her. Still, she's got to be getting so many. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm not sure, like, what the real vibe is. I think... They were kind of in the same circles a little bit when she was in London for a brief amount of time. So I think it maybe was like a friend of a friend. And maybe that's where somebody was like, hey, you should message so-and-so and get together. Because the other story is that someone else kind of set them up. So maybe it's some sort of combo of the two things. Maybe. I don't know. I like the blind date one, though, because in that one... He, like, shuts down in a a restaurant, or it's, like, after hours or something, because obviously he's extremely famous. Well, and he can do that. Yeah. Because he's the prince, and he's like, by royal decree. That's how he sounds? No, that's how the herald sounds that shows up to the restaurant. He's like, staff, boom, boom. 
by royal decree, we are taking over this restaurant for romantic royal purposes. Hear ye, hear ye. Boom, boom. <laughs> and they do the law and order sound. Boom, boom. Don't, don't, don't. Yep, that's what they do in England. So they met. Crimes of the heart are especially heinous. Well, things, it got messy for them. Mm. We know it did. They started dating like mid-2016 and they kept it secret at first too, just because of like all the press scrutiny, of course. But then the fall, it came out that they were an item. If I were dating Prince Harry, I would want it to be secret at first too. Because like, first of all, I don't need that kind of pressure on my relationship. Mm -hmm. But also when you're first exploring things if it doesn't work out you don't want to necessarily just be labeled as a toss away of the royal sure you know or even like imagine you're dating somebody for like just a couple weeks and they're like oh your new girlfriend or boyfriend like whoa we're still figuring out if we want that maybe he's just my fuck buddy would you be the royal fuck buddy Yes, of course you would. That's such a stupid question, Rachel. To Queen Camilla. Oh, no. Camilla Parker Bowes. You've locked yourself in now. Oh, no. (laughs) I wouldn't even know what to do. I guess I have to turn myself into a tampon. Yep, there you go. (laughs) What a great Halloween costume would that be, though? One of you goes as Camilla in drag, and then one of you goes as a tampon. And then the third person goes as Charles. Well, no, Charles is the tampon. No, it's a great throuple costume. Okay, so that's what we're doing, But it could be like an anamorph of like Charles slowly turning into the tampon. Yes. (laughs) Did you just say anamorph? Yes, you remember this book. I do. Yes. That's great. Okay, so (laughs) I don't know what boyfriend's going to dress up as for Halloween this Uh year. We'll have to figure that out. Okay. But fact checker's going to be Prince Charles. I'm going to be drag queen Camilla. Okay. And you're going to be a tampon. Honestly, that sounds like a doable costume for me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I can get some like batting from a fabric store and like kind of bunch it up and like attach a little like rope. Oh, I was thinking thinking you would have like a a white stocking cap that that we attach, like, you know, the really long, like the tassels attached to like a long string. Oh, you want the string to be on top? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd probably not trip that way. So that's a better idea. See, I'm just looking out for you. You are looking so thoughtful. (laughs) So thoughtful, Topher. Okay. So we're trademarking that thruple costume idea. Or you can pay us for the rights. We'll sell them to you. Or, Or you can... Dress up as that mm-hmm. for your Thruple Halloween this year, mm-hmm. but you have to tag us and Fair. give us credit in any of like the Insta or yeah. social media posts. Fair enough. And you have to get 10 friends to like and subscribe. Oh, and then this they is now each turning into an MLM cult, and yes, I'm here exactly. for it. Yes. Honestly, honestly, Thruple Tampon Charles Camilla cult. <laughs> it hasn't been done. It's not been done. It's very original it and. Is. You know what? I think we can do it if we put our minds to it. Yep. Yeah, so they started dating, and then they actually got married pretty shortly afterwards. They were only dating for like a year before they got engaged, Mm -hmm. and then they got married in 2018. So they've now been married for like, what, five years? Wow. It's been a minute. Yeah, they've got two kids together. In fairness, the last three years have just kind of... Been a weird block. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember watching The Royal Wedding, Mm -hmm. but I was watching the version... I don't remember their character names, but where it's Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell, where, oh my God, are you not aware of this? Mm-mm. Excuse me. No. <laughs> Was that Surprised a burp? Surprised a burp out of me. Okay. 
Yeah, with Cord and Tish. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I was loving every moment of it. Yes. Okay. I thought you meant like Molly Shannon was like playing Meghan Markle and Will no, Ferrell was no, no, playing no, Prince no, no, Harry. No, no. They were playing like, like uh, they were playing like Royal Correspondent yeah. kind mm-hmm. of bullshit job titles. Yeah. yeah. And they've done that for a couple of different major events. That's amazing. Before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I'll have, we'll have to go back and watch that. And he'll just like make up facts too, where it's Perfect, like, Perfect, yeah. So I don't know if you can see, but that royal horse that's pulling that carriage is the same royal horse Ooh. that yeah, and that got drunk at the Silver Jubilee. I mean, those royal horses. Yeah. You gotta keep an eye on them. So they are married. They have two children, Archie and Lilibet. Which um, I love Lilibet as a nickname for Elizabeth. Name. But do you remember when like they named their daughter and there was like a little bit of kerfuffle in was the press kerfuffle? about it. Yeah. He was like, you're just trying to suck up to the queen when da 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 da. It was ridiculous. And so what if they are, honestly? By all accounts, I think Harry really loved his grandmother yeah. and I think they were close. I do think so too. Yeah. I also, I love Archie. Archie's so cute. And that's his full first name too. It's not a nickname. Yeah. Oh, it's not Archibald? No, it's, just- it's Archie. Weird. He has like a weird middle name that's fancy. What is, so is Prince Harry, is he Harold or Henry? Henry. Prince Harry's full name is Henry Charles Albert David. David. Yeah. Interesting. Because Queen Elizabeth's father, I think his like actual first name was David or he went by David at least. I thought his name was George Michael Windsor. Yes. (laughs) And as the head of the Church of England, he famously said, you gotta have faith. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. Faith, faith. (laughs) Topher says with a mouthful. <laughs> I'm trying to hydrate. <laughs> yeah, but Archie is kind of interesting. Like it was the kind of the first name and really long time that broke royal protocol of having like a very formal first name. Like, no, Archie. So I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about, okay, so you've got obviously Queen Consort Camilla. Yes. Which sounds weird. I don't think of Camilla as being that sort of name. But then you've got Prince William and Princess Catherine. Yes. And they'll end up being King William and Queen Catherine. Yeah. I have a twitch in my eye. Okay. I always thought, like, if it had been reversed in mm-hmm. terms of the order of birth, you can't have a Queen Megan. Well, her... That's like saying, like, Princess Kimberly, Princess Brittany. Megan. Megan. Like, Queen love Meghan. you. Like, love you, Megan. But Megan's well, just not... Megan's not her first name. What's her first name? Rachel. <gasps> okay, you also can't have a Queen Rachel. Um, I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> Fill me up, peasant. Yeah, I'm Queen Rachel now. Fill me that up. That would be fact checker. No, he's in on it. He's my I can't royal be advisor. A Look at this beautiful ring that I'm wearing. <laughs> I don't know why she goes by Megan. I think she's just kind of always gone by Megan. I know a lot of people, though, who go by their middle names rather yeah. than their Yeah, I mean, boyfriend names. did for a long time. Like, his family really? still refers to him by his middle name. Really? Oh, that's and gotta it, be And it always kind of throws me off. I'm like, wait, Who? Well, that's like, you know, I go by Topher, but when my parents would refer to me by my full name uh-huh. around Fact Checker. We're like, what? And yeah, he was always like, that's so weird because you're not. That's not your that's name. That's not you. Yeah. Right, you are Topher. And I'm like, exactly. That's why I go by Topher. Right. <laughs> Although my name would be very good as a royal name. King Topher? Monarch Topher? First of all, I would be Prance. Prance. We, we, we decided about time. Prance. Yeah, yeah, we did. Gender neutral. Prance. prance. Eventually, I would be Quing. Oh, Quing. Quing Topher. Quing Topher. 
I prefer prance. Which sounds like a sci-fi. It does. I prefer prance. I guess in this scenario, too, like, we can just, like, rearrange the royal title levels. Mm-hmm. Are they levels? Hierarchy? I don't Hierarchy, know. yeah. Whatever. Who cares? It's all silly and stupid. Tears. Tears. Ooh. So if you're prance, are you, like, tier two, not tier one? Yeah. Which goes back. I guess royalty technically is kind of an MLM. It kind of is. Because no matter what level you are, you want to marry and then have more. Right. And you're trying to, like, work your way up the line. Yeah. The mm-hmm. upstream, what do they call it, Emily? Upline. Upline, yeah. yeah. Upstream is like for fishing, right? That's for salmon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I always get salmon and MLMs mixed up. It's an easy mistake, it honestly. It is. Thank you for acknowledging that. And there not there something called king salmon? Probably. Yeah. Fact I feel checker, like is that a thing? thing? Or is it quing? <laughs> yeah, king, king salmon. salmon. Yeah. Okay. See, it all comes together. It all comes together. God, we're so smart. I know. You know what's coming together for me right now? What is that? Um, Cross-examination No! Time. We haven't even, like, really talked about them, though. Uh, Don't whine. Uh, I'll make it harder if you whine. Yes, Mommy. Okay. Nope. Marmy. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> all right. This is going to be true or false. Are all these questions going to be different? Nope. They're all true or false. They're all true or false. They're all true false. Okay. There are 10 of them. Pick a number. One. And I will keep track. I've got my pen. Oh, look at you keeping track me. this time. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. Fact checker can't cheat for me. Okay, that's right, fact checker. I'm gonna be honest this time. He's looking at me and he's giving me like two thumbs up. And he's pointing at Judge Topher and like going shame, shame with his fingers. You know how people do like the shame sign? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what fact checkers do. Yep. Okay, when One. Harry was in the army, uh-huh. he drove a tank in Afghanistan. True or false? I hate when you do true or false because it could be any <laughs> part of that that's wrong. Could be any part or it could all be true. You don't know. True. Wrong. Oh, Take a drink. He flew a helicopter. Yes, he did fly a helicopter. But I knew that, but I was like, maybe he also, I was going to say flew a tank. That That's sounds impressive. dangerous. <laughs> dangerous, but impressive. Did you know that all British tanks come equipped with a tea making station? Do they really? Inside? Yes. I swear like to God. A little cupboard for biscuits as well. Probably. They have to. You can't have Probably. tea without biscuits. Fact checker is checking that fact, but I promise you that it's true. Okay. Yeah. So Harry. Because um, I read it on Tumblr. Oh, so that has to be true then. <laughs> I subscribe to this Tumblr page that's like a did you know fact Where it's like thing. just weird British just weird, military all, facts? No, it's just like a bunch of random shit. Okay. But there was also a picture of a tank accompanying that fact. So, so. it has to be real. Do you know who else in the royal family can fly? Not their own wings. <laughs> I was going to say the royal nun. <laughs> who can pilot something. Uh, Prince William. Prince, yeah. yeah, Prince William. Yeah, Prince William as well, yeah. There's a little bit of controversy a couple years ago. Controversy. When, oh, I'm not saying it like that, because that's dumb, you British people. Well, you just alienated... An, all two of our British listeners. Plus all the Commonwealth. Well, that's... Oh, we'll get into the Commonwealth nonsense. Yeah, so when Prince William, a few years ago, was, like, flying himself and Catherine and their kids around on, like, helicopters and, like, small little planes, like... People were kind of upset, saying, like, that's dangerous, dude. If I mean, you do that and you crash, like, you're killing. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's very true. And that's why, like, a lot of, you know, they don't allow senior royal members to fly on the same planes right. and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I get why people would say that. Yeah, which I'm I, like, okay, I agree. It sucks that he can't do things like sure. that without scrutiny. Yeah. But I understand the scrutiny. That's And that's just, honestly, just part of it. All right, next number. <sighs> Let's go with three. Okay. So Prince Harry. By the way, those of you listening, these numbers are completely arbitrary. It's not like level of difficulty. No. 
It's just like whatever. <laughs> it's just Rachel trying to trip me up, yep. not remembering what numbers I've already picked. Yep, basically. And then mocking me if I do them in order. Yeah, you got it. That's how the game works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in 2005, Prince Harry had his own controversy. 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 I think you just can't say it. I, it's part of it, yeah. Because <laughs> it's controversy. 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 Yeah, schedule. Schedule is just silly. Innovative. What? Innovative. Instead of innovative? Innovative. No, oh, I don't like that. Anyway, Prince Harry. Compost. Nope. <laughs> That's how they say it. Instead of compost, they say compost. No, they're stupid. All right. Prince Harry wore a Nazi uniform to a costume party, true or false? Uh, yes, that definitely happened. 100%. I remember that scandal happening, and that was during Peacock time for him, too. Not because of that, okay. but just in general, that was like, he was at the age where he's really coming into himself. So I graduated high school in 2005, so mm. he would have been just like two years older than me, so like 20. Yeah, he was like 2021. 20, yeah. Yeah, and this so, is true. It's a celebratory set okay, for you. Yeah. Thank you. And this was me realizing, like, oh, oh Harry. no, Harry, but you're Harry, so hot. But you're so dumb. Yeah, so first of all, this party's theme was very problematic because Ooh. the theme of the party was colonials and natives, which well, that's not, not a, a good theme. This is not a visual medium if you can't see me grimacing right now. Yeah, British upper crust, don't do that. <laughs> that's not good. It's also, okay, I know it's heinous. The absurd nature of the tone deafness, the level of tone deafness. Yes. All I can do is laugh when I hear that because it's, it sounds like an SNL skit or like it a does. Little Britain, like some kind of satire. It sounds like satire. Or like a party they would have had in like 1900. Right. Like, oh, I'll be the colonial, you'll be the native. Like that Another Period show. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, where they like, it's a satire of like the Gilded Age area. Mm -hmm. And it's got a bunch of comedians that you would know in it. There's several seasons of it, but it's, Check it out. it's fucking hilarious. And that sounds like something that they would do in this. Yeah, As so a parody. So this party was like bad from the beginning. God, I can't even imagine what some of the other costumes well, were. I know. Well, I he was the one to. who obviously like you got photographed wearing a Nazi uniform with like a swastika armband. Like uh, yeah. it's pretty bad. Oh, it was it was explicitly Nazi. Yeah. yeah. Well, Harry in his recent book has kind of blamed it on William and Kate. That seems like a stretch. Because he says, Yeah, I was talking to them and I was like hey, I've got this party. I was thinking maybe I should wear this Nazi uniform. What do you think? And according to him, they're like, yeah, that'd be like so funny and hilarious. You should totally do it. Okay, but mm -hmm. so two things. First mm -hmm. of all, mm -hmm. if he already had the idea, mm -hmm. he can't blame that on William. Mm -hmm. Secondly, agree. as the older brother in my family... Would you fuck with your younger sibling? I would sibling? fuck with my younger sibling that way. Like, I'd be yeah, like, do it. Especially in a idea. fucked up family already. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, yep. That's, that's the idea. And you know what? If they can't get that that's what I'm doing, that's, that's on, them. on them. That's on them. Yeah. yeah. But that's really funny. That if that's true, that's really funny that William did that because I seriously doubt that he was like, it's actually a good idea. You think he's just like fucking with his Oh, mother. I think he totally fucked with it. Yeah. That's kind of like. Now, the level of publicity sure. that surrounds things like that, that's massive level fucking. Oh, it is. Yeah. But I guess when that's just your life, that's what they 
that's their dynamic. I don't well, know. Yeah, and it's they, really they funny. seem to kind of have this like brotherly dynamic where there's a lot of teasing and arguing and stuff. So I think that's kind of long established yeah. between the two of them. But yeah, it's still fucked up. All right, next number. Five. Ooh, Meghan Markle. You true. Said, yeah, that's true. Good job. Rachel Meghan Markle. Rachel Meghan Markle. She needed like another M name. Yeah. She'd be like Monica Meghan Markle or like Melissa Meghan Markle. Yeah. Matilda Meghan Markle. Matilda. Oh, there you go. That would be cute. That would I love the cute. name Matilda. It's such a good name. If you are naming something, go with Matilda because it's adorable. Yeah. Meghan Markle used to have a lifestyle blog called The Tig. True or false? The Tig? Uh huh. What would that even stand for? Mm, you tell me. Today I grow. Yes, true. It is true. I don't know if TIG stands for anything. Oh, I would hope that it does. I don't know. It's a, not a great name. Isn't TIG, well, first of all. TIG Notaro. Yeah, I was going to say TIG yeah. Notaro is great. Yeah, but for a blog. Is that short for something, though? I don't know. Fact Checker will look up and see what we can find on the internet. But yeah, she used to have this lifestyle blog, and it was kind of a business venture. I think kind of in the line of, like, goop, where you're right. talking about your everyday life, but it's also aspirational, but you're also just selling a bunch of random shit too. I mean, so many celebrities have done things like that. I know. Which, why are you doing that, celebrities? Because it makes them money. I know, but I find it tiring. Well, we don't, <laughs> we don't subscribe to those sorts of things. You don't get your monthly goop? I get a much more regular okay, goop. goop. <laughs> and it's a different kind of goop. Okay. And I'm hoping that you get gooped. Regularly, too. Mm -mm. Let's move on. Fact checker. Gooped and gagged, as the gays say. <laughs> Fact checker, have you found anything about the TIG? Those are actual, that's actual gay slang, gooped and gagged. Gooped and gagged? Yeah, but it doesn't mean that. It okay. means like, oh my God, I am completely gooped by this outfit. I, I am like, gagged. I don't like goop. I just don't like that word. What about glopped? No. That sounds like cold gravy. I was like, you're cleaning up from Thanksgiving. And you're and like, oh, know, dang, I got a glop of gravy. You warm, fresh gravy. <laughs> and sometimes you like it on your tits. Dover. Because you're a sloppy baby. This is baby. a family podcast. It has never been that. Then why are we advertising to families? Why is this on PBS Kids? <laughs> Any news on the tick? No, so it's clearly irrelevant. So we're going to move on. Okay. Next number. Objection, Your Honor. Irrelevant. Sustained. Sustained. Next number. Uh, we're going to go with two. Okay. So Prince Harry revealed that when William and Kate got married, he actually had a little bit of frostbite on his penis. True or false? Ooh. Here's the problem with this okay. is that I have only seen snippets of, of his penis. <laughs> which I is can't all say for sure. Which is all that's left after the frostbite. Yeah. No, I've only seen snippets of him narrating this from his audiobook. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know the context of it. Mm-hmm. You said this is surrounding the wedding. Mm -hmm. I don't know the timeline here. I know that he talked about having frostbite on his dick. Okay. I don't know when it was. Okay. And I'm going to say that you are tricking me with the timeline. I'm going to say false. You're wrong. God me. damn it. I was just kind of giving you an easy question because I figured you would have heard stuff about See, I know because I thought that you were manipulating me. No, sometimes I'm nice. Okay, so here's the thing. I was thinking about this actually today while I was in the shower. And mm. not, not like okay, that. Okay, okay. Not like that. Frostbite is what does it for Topher, apparently. Well, you know, some people are into crash and some people are into frostbite. He had a specific word that he used. Yes. Do you know what um, that word was to describe his penis? So I was trying to think of it in the shower and I kept, I was like, it's not tallywhacker. Nope. 
it's not. Does start with a T. It's exactly. Okay. And I was like, it's not Todrick Hall. Nope. Is it Todger? Yes, it's Todger. Todger. Yeah. But that got me thinking. Mm-hmm. The Todrick Hall thing mm. made me laugh out loud in the shower. And I was thinking, what B list, not even B list, but not A list celebrity. Okay. Non A list celebrity. To describe my genitals, would is that you where name we're going? your genitals after? Not A list. Mm-hmm. I mean, Celine Dion them. I will break your grandmother crystal and shove it through your jugular. I know. I just wanted to see your action. Um, I don't know. Well, you have to pick one. Mm-hmm. I'm coming up blank. I'm only thinking of like really famous people. So for me, mm-hmm. I'm really tempted to dye my pubic hairs really, really red. Okay. And refer to it as you're Cynthia my Kathy Nixon. Griffin. Okay. Oh, you're Kathy Griffin. I like that. Yeah. Cynthia Nixon's good too, yeah. though. I, is she A-list? Is she B-list? I don't know. I don't know. What's the, what's the, I assume if you're royal, you're just automatically A-list. Well, I think it depends on what kind of royal you are. Well, I mean like. In the line of succession. Royal yeah. proper. Okay. Senior royal. Senior royal. Okay. Because even though they've stepped away, I would still yeah. call Harry sure, senior royal. Sure. Fact checker, do you, are you showing us something on your phone? Is it a picture of fact check? Oh, wait, what? Oh, Tiganello, Tignanello, is a full-bodied red wine that I tried about seven years ago, she said to the outlet. Why is she giving speeches at outlet malls? See, home In person. wine circles. <laughs> I was right. In wine circles, it is nicknamed Tig. It was my first moment of getting it. I finally understood what people meant by the body structure, finish, legs of wine. Oh, and this is a wine podcast. Yeah. The Tig is my nickname for me getting it. Not just wine, but everything. Okay, fair. Also, those leggings look hella comfortable. Well, that's just an ad that popped up on Fact Checkers. Oh. That's not part of the Tig. Okay, well, I would get those leggings. So they do the look Tig cozy. should probably maybe get some of those the leggings. The Tig is defunct now. They've When she married Harry, she had to like They give debunked it up. the Tig? Yeah. Oh, I guess she wasn't allowed to have any of her own business yeah. ventures. Yeah, so she had to be like, oh, I don't have any more. Would you do it? Would you give up? My business venture? Which would be this podcast, this podcast I guess. To marry a royal? Yeah. No. I'm sorry. You want me to stop? I don't, but. Okay. I would probably never speak to you again if Prince Harry was like, come away with me. I'm going to leave Meghan, I am. <laughs> come with me, Rachel. You mean Topher? Prince Topher. Prince, to- Prince Topher. Prince Topher. <laughs> No, so boyfriend and I were talking this morning about, like, would it be worth it to marry a royal? And we both agreed no. Mm. But we also agreed it would be nice to have a castle. So is there a way we can just have a castle and have people to, like, maintain and clean it? Because I don't know how to do that. Castle. <laughs> don't know how to fucking clean. I don't, I don't know masonry. Like, what am I going to do if a stone falls out of a wall? I've- you put it back, Rachel. But don't it's you have to not, like glue it in? Oh my or something? god! Did you skip that day of preschool where you put the different pegs in the different holes? Yes. You pick the stone up, you put it back in the stone-shaped hole. Yeah, I'm not gonna what peg it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Much, much to the dismay of boyfriend, you are not good at pegging. But like, would you marry a royal? Yes. Fact checker, would you? Maybe. I just don't think I'd want that level of scrutiny in my life. Oh, I'm already scrutinized all the time, so I don't really care. I would like to be like a reclusive, like eccentric person with a castle somewhere in Great Britain. That'd be fine. I'd like that. Well, you can do that once you... Once you marry them. And yeah. Like, okay, I'm out now. Yeah. Castle life. Bye. Right. Okay. I mean, it would have been just as easy for Prince Harry and Meghan 
to retire to some like reclusive Spanish mountainous castle or somewhere in Italy as it would in California. That's but they true. take California because that's where she's from. She's they wouldn't from, have a yeah. normal life. Yeah. And I will say I am. California is not a normal life. Though. Well, it's weird. I am 100% team Harry and Megan. Okay. However. However. Normal life? Ew. Normaling is not fun. Give me a beauty. They live in a mansion, though. Come on. Yeah, but they could have lived in in the Beast Castle from Beauty and the Beast and had a two-story library. Okay, yes, they should have done that. We all agree upon that. And, And gay utensils to wait on them all the time. Sold. Done. All right, next number. Uh, let's do four. Okay. I'm remembering my numbers. You, look at you go. And you didn't slur at all when you said that. I'm remembering my numbers. I remember my numbers. So Prince Harry was asked about the crown in a Ooh. recent interview. And he said, quote, it is utter rubbish. End quote. True or false? False. <gasps> Why? He has watched it. Mm-hmm. I know he's watched it. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't a denial of him watching it. And he, I believe... I was drunk when I saw this. Fact checker saying that part is true. Yeah. Celebratory sip fact checker. I believe that he said that parts of it were very true and parts of it were not. But it was like a, he didn't say it was utter rubbish. He said it was like a fictionalized version or idealized version or something like that. Like, I, okay. But it wasn't, he did not dismiss it as utter, uh, utter rubbish. <laughs> utter that's rubbish. Thing. That's what you're going with? That's what I'm going with. Celebratory sip. Yes. yes. Yeah, you are spot on. He did say that he has watched some of it, not all of it, and that some parts are real and some parts are just like right. fictionalized versions of history. Which I mean, it would have to be. You don't you don't know what was happening behind oh, those yeah. doors. I mean, like you could never like know for sure. Yeah. Am like, I boring you? No. Um, Barbara Ann was calling me. Oh. I had to decline the call. You didn't want to have Barbara Ann call in to the show. <gasps> Should we do that sometime? No. Okay. It would be we would cute, never though. get her off the phone. That's true. And it wouldn't have anything to do with what we were talking about. That would be kind of fun, though. That would be kind of fun. Okay. You know what, listeners? If you want to hear Barbara Ann call into the show sometime, you let us know. Call 1-800-DRINK-WINE. Is that enough numbers or is that too many numbers? too many. Too many numbers. 180-DRINK-WINE. Okay. Do we need to now get that phone number, though? Trademarked. What happens if we just press in those numbers? Who do we get connected to? I mean, we can always find out. We'll find out later. We'll do the research for you later. Um, next number. Did I do? I did five. You've done one through five. Let's do six. Okay. Go in order. As usual. I was not going in order. I have looped and looped and I'm doing like a Fibonacci sequence. Oh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I like how you're making like the spiral motion. Yes. As we know, yes. this is. The golden ratio that Topher is doing with his hands for the Fibonacci sequence. Yes. We all know math. Duh. It's a math podcast. As we've proved time and time again. We're going to do number 10. (laughs) Damn it. Meghan Markle said that one royal asked if her son with Harry would... um, Is this your first time reading? Apparently it is. I'm thrown off by my own question. Did your hooked on phonics fail you? Yes. (laughs) Sound it out, Rachel. Sound it out. Megan? Merkley? (laughs) 
Okay, so Meghan Markle said in an interview that when she was pregnant uh-huh. with her son Archie with Prince Harry, that one member of the royal family asked, quote, how dark his skin would be. True. True. Okay. Do you know who said it? Uh, uh, Princess Michael. We don't really know for sure. She's never, Meghan and Harry have never really come out and said okay. who it is, but you're right, it is true. And and Princess Michael of Kent is a really, racist yeah, yeah, she is Awful. Yeah. She wore that brooch. Do you remember that? I remember this. There was scandal around it. What was the deal with the brooch? It was. It was, quote, a blackamoor, unquote. Brooch yes, 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 yes. Oh. That she wore to go meet Megan. Yeah. For the first yep. time. Yep. That's just. Which is fucked up. You don't. Yeah. You don't make a mistake like that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't. That's intentional. That's intentional. That's. She is scum. She is absolute scum. Agreed. But yeah, so this quote came out when Prince Harry and Meghan had their interview with Oprah. Mm. I never got to see that interview. Did you? I've seen clips here and there. I've seen some clips, yeah. Mostly on TikTok. Is there still an Oprah channel? I don't know anymore. They used to be like the own network. Yeah, I don't think it was aired on on that. It was aired on some, I don't know. Anyway, so they wouldn't get specific as to which person asked that question. There's a lot of speculation. Well, there's some speculation that maybe it was Camilla, that maybe it was Charles. Who knows who it was? I mean, I can see Charles. It takes a little bit of a different context Mm -hmm. to me if it's Charles or Camilla, where Mm -hmm. they're in an intimate family moment. And hear me out with this, though. It's still tone deaf. It is, yeah. I'm not going to excuse it, but I'm going to say it takes a different context where maybe the intention was not overtly racist. It doesn't mean that it's not problematic. For sure. But it might have been a genuine question of just him... Saying thoughts out loud, like I wonder how well, and dark like when this somebody's baby's gonna be. pregnant, there's speculation, like, oh, well, like, the baby have your more, eyes, right, exactly. or your hair, or your exactly. nose, or okay. to me, again, I am not excusing it or no. saying that it's not problematic, but it is different to me mm-hmm. than if Princess Michael were to sure, yeah. just walk up to Megan at a function be like, and be mm-hmm. like, mm, I wonder how dark your baby's gonna be, you know, that like kind that's of, yeah, yeah, that's a very different sort of thing and I think it's important to distinguish Mm -hmm. between those not because racism is okay in some instances and not okay in others but because the way that we confront racism changes based on the context and the intention behind it and it's important for us sometimes to understand the nuance of that particular situation in order to talk about in an effective way yeah there's a difference between somebody saying something maybe that's tone deaf or insensitive and you having a conversation with that person about like why that wasn't okay to say versus somebody saying something with the intention of being racist because those would be two completely different conversations oh for sure yeah for me personally, if that was, let's take it from being racism to queer phobia. Yeah. I would ha- be having a completely different reaction to, say, Princess Michael mm-hmm. than I would to now King Charles. Right. In those respective situations. Yeah. So. The context matters, but it was still a really I mean, it's, inappropriate it's, yeah, comment to me. And obviously it really bothered Meghan and Harry, too. Yeah. Which is completely understandable. Yeah. That said, though, yeah. mixed race babies or children mm-hmm. that have red hair are cute. so cute. 
Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how Archie and Lilibet, like when they grow up, like which features they have, like more as they, because right now they're so little, they just mm. look kind of like, they're cute kids, obviously. Yeah. They look like generic babies, but after kids are maybe like seven or eight-ish, like you can really start to see which parent they might resemble more mm-hmm. or how they're going to look when they're an adult. Well, and I will say, Megan has strong genes because if you've seen pictures of her as a child, mm-hmm. like as she's grown, you can see pictures of her as like a five-year-old and she know immediately that's same, Meghan yeah. Markle. Yeah. yeah, some people don't change a lot as they age, mm-hmm. which is interesting too. All right, let's go back to yeah, six. you were completely different when you were. Not really. I looked pretty much the same. Your hair was green. That was when I was in my uh, green hair phase, yeah. Your nose was on the back of your head. I did have to get that rotated, yeah. <laughs> All right, number six. During their wedding, Megan's mom walked her down the aisle, not her dad, true or false? False. Why? Prince Charles walked her down Uh, the aisle. Yes, you're right. I thought I'd get you on that one. Megan's mom was the only family member she had present at their wedding, though. Okay, and I don't want to ruin any any No, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Did she, I can't remember, did she disinvite her father, mm-hmm. and it was because of basically he was exploiting the situation. He right? was. He was. He talking, sounds like a piece of work. He does. He was talking to the press and wouldn't return phone calls. And wouldn't. And yeah, stuff he was too. just kind of being a shitty dude, like talking to the press about his daughter. And I think there was the implication that he was getting paid yeah. from the press to do that. Which I mean, British press is is awful. And we're going to talk about the press yeah. too because they've they've been a lot. So Megan's mom was the only family member she had. She did want to invite her. Her niece, but she wasn't allowed to, which sucked. Because apparently she's actually like close with her niece. Yeah, really close. I remember seeing that in the documentary Mm -hmm. and the niece being so sweet about it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, it hurts, but yeah. yeah. But man, I can't imagine. I would be so disappointed on both ends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it really kind of paints a picture of what Megan went through. I just feel so bad for her. There's, yeah, we're going to get into the, like their relationship and the dynamics of like royalty and the press and all that. Okay. Next number. Uh, we just did six. Mm-hmm. Let's do nine. Okay. So we talked about jewelry. <gasps> I love jewelry. Yeah. You know that about me. I do know that about you. So in Megan's, engagement band, there are some of Diana's diamonds in there. True or false? Uh, true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, take a second. I think it's mainly the main diamond. It's not the main diamond. The main diamond is a yellow diamond from Botswana. Oh, oh, that's right. But the surrounding diamonds were from Diana's jewelry collection. So I don't know if they were like from earrings or necklace or a ring that got repurposed into this ring. So I heard recently that she had, for their first anniversary, Mm -hmm. repurposed the ring that Mm. he had originally given her. Mm -hmm. And so now, rather than the yellow diamond being surrounded by the white diamonds, Mm she turned it into an infinity ring mm-hmm. situation where the mm-hmm. white diamonds go all the way around. I do like um, it where diamonds or stones like go all the way around. Yeah. I think it's a cute look. But apparently Harry, did, I say she did it. Yeah. Harry did it for her mm-hmm. as like a surprise. And oh, it was sweet. just, and yeah, and she like mentioned something about like, he's so romantic and he thinks of me. And I think yeah. it was because he didn't have a lot of creative control over what was appropriate for the engagement mm-hmm. ring. Mm-hmm. And so he did it. So much control, yeah. Yeah. That's nice that like he was able to kind of customize it for yeah, her. Yeah, I on. thought that was a really cool gesture. That's sweet, yeah. They seem really, really sweet together. They do. I will, I will give them that. 
All right, two more questions. Let's go with seven. Okay, Meghan Markle, as you know, had been married before Harry. But I she always was forget married that. not once, but <gasps> twice. Was she really? True or false? You tell me. Oh, no, no, I think it was only once. <gasps> was it mm. twice? I think it was once. I'm going to say once. Sure. So false. Correct. Okay. So <laughs> She's only married one time before Harry to a man named Trevor Engelson, who was a producer. And they were only married for like two years. Okay. Before they split up. Do you know how old she was when they were they married? They were married. Not that it matters, but. Yeah, so she had been 30 when they got married because that was from 2011 till 2013. Gotcha. So not young, but younger on the younger side. So she met Harry. She's not older, too yeah. Long after. Three years after she got divorced, yeah. Okay, three mm-hmm. years. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. It would have been weird if it had been like, and divorce is finalized and. Now I'm with Harry. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the press would have dragged her for that, had that been the case. She had some, like, serious relationships after her divorce and before Harry that were, like, maybe a year or so long each, but, like, not... Right. It's the level of, like, engagement sort of serious. Uh, Well, let's go with 11. Okay, eight is our final one. Harry proposed to her over roast chicken. True or false? Over roast chicken. What a random... Yeah, true or false? He's thinking. True. Mm, any reasons why? So, fact checker's favorite thing that I make him mm-hmm. is a whole roast chicken. Mm-hmm. So I can attest to the amorous nature of that particular of a roast dish. Chicken. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. nothing like a roast chicken. So I'm gonna say yes. Celebratory sips. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. So Megan says that they were just together in their home, or I don't know if they had been living together or just spending a lot of time in each other's places, whatever. But they were making roast chicken together, and then he got down on one knee and proposed to her. I love that. I love that it wasn't... Over the top. Right. Yeah. Publicity. Sure. Just like a really sweet, heartfelt Mm -hmm. proposal. So, fact checker, how did Topher do? I'm going to say Topher won. Objection. Topher won. (laughs) Overrule. So, good job. Thank you. Let's refill, and then you have things to tell us about... Yeah, let's talk about them. Their relationship. Yeah, fill me up. The press. Where, do we, where are we going from here? What do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about their relationship because I genuinely do think they have a really sweet. They do. So here's my thing. I'm a little annoyed by both of them. You just don't like other people to be happy. That's maybe part of it. Maybe that's something I need to talk to my therapist I about. I think it might be. <laughs> I've, this is our second season of this show and I'm starting like to notice some disturbing trends. Yeah. I think they're both a little pretentious. In certain ways, but I do think that they are truly. Okay, well, he's a prince, okay. so I think. But he's I think no he's, prince. Well, nobody is except for me. <laughs> he is putting in the work to try and not be that, though, and I have that's, seen. And that's I get that. Yeah, change. I get it. I do think that they are really, truly in love with each other. Yes. And I think that they are very sincere about their love for one another and their family that they've built together. And I appreciate that. And when you talk about them being pretentious, I think there's a meeting in the middle that's happening with Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. where Harry wants to leave that life. But he can't fully no, and he never you will fully yeah, build you can't it. Yeah. That was his yourself. upbringing. Yeah, it's, it's ingrained in him. Yes. There's all of this stuff versus she, I think, would be completely fine with a, a different version of what their life is now mm-hmm. that's much more low key. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is rising to meet him where he is and where he's putting in work mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And that's where 
her pretentiousness or pretension comes off. See, I think her pretension comes off of her trying a little too hard to be like relatable and everyday. And I'm saying this because like in the documentary, she's like, oh, I didn't know anything about the royal family before I was with H which is what she calls Harry, which I don't. That irritates me irrationally. And I know that's irrationally. That is so irrational. But I know that it just makes me just be like, oh, come on. It's just a plug for their fashion empire, H&M. H&M, right. They started H&M. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like her saying like, oh, I didn't know anything about the royals. I didn't know I had a curtsy in front of the queen. Like, come on. Yes, you did. You did know about that. You know the minute that you went on a date or knew you're going on a date with this guy that you were looking up all the information you could. I did think that was really weird. I'm like, you're trying too hard to be like, I'm just an ordinary American, whatever. Well, it w- but the thing about that that's strange to me, and I, I remember seeing that and being mm. like, what? The thing that was strange to me is you would have been more relatable if you'd been like, I found out that I was going to have this date right. with Harry and with H. And Ugh, I hate that. I hate it. R, stop. T, I won't. <laughs> FC. So it would have been more relatable if she'd been like, I was going to have this date with this royal. And so I did not sleep the night before because I was furiously Googling yeah. everything, trying to figure How, what out. What do you like, do? Like, yeah. what's the etiquette? Yeah. Because that would have been me. Oh, for I sure. Been yeah. like, I went down a research spiral. Yeah. And then as a result... The first things that I said to Harry when he greeted me was, so I hear that your aunt's a racist. Yeah. You know, (laughs) shit like that. Yeah. And again, I know this is like just me being irrational and like just a gut instinct of like liking or not liking certain people that's not really founded in anything. And we all know you do. But I am a judge and my judgment stands. So I don't think she'd be somebody I'd want to interact with based on what I've seen in like her interviews. I think I would just be like rolling my eyes constantly like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. You're so stupid. That's so interesting because not only has she said really disparaging things about irrationally liking, not liking. <laughs> no, irrationally liking me. That's fair. Irrationally. That is <laughs> she's talked about irrationally disliking Justin Timberlake and his ramen hair. No, that's rational. She's, she's also a big fan of this podcast and listens to every episode. Well, Megan, prove me wrong, bitch. Come on here. No, what is Topher, happening? Topher made me say that. He's like, call her a bitch. I Damn never it. did. I am not fact Andy Cohen. No, Fact Checker's backing me up on this. Fact Checker's staying out of this one. <laughs> no, I just think I she's. I like her. I like her a I lot. I will say, I think she is gorgeous. And I like her style a lot. And I think she and Harry are really happy together. And their kids are adorable. That's like you that. being like, Topher, you, you think that I'm a good person, right? And me being like, you're so pretty. Thank you. I know I would say the same thing, but we're shallow as fuck. So so why are we judging other people for being shallow as fuck? That's my question. Because we're the ones with a court themed podcast. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And like as far as Harry goes, I think he is obviously trying to do a lot of work to like disentangle himself from the royal family and like work out a lot of trauma, like genuine trauma that he has. But I also think he has this huge blind spot when it comes to the institution of the monarchy. And a lot of his criticisms have seemed to be very personal criticisms, which are totally valid against members of his family who who were shitty to him in a lot of ways and shitty to his wife in a lot of racist ways as well. But I don't think he's extended that same level of examination when it comes to this institution that is a racist institution. Can I give some... 
personal insight into that. Fine. On a serious note. Yeah. I say give him time. Mm. This that, is, that may happen, yeah. This is very recent for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And for me, growing up in a very racist and abusive institution, mm-hmm. I was defending that institution even after I was excommunicated from it mm-hmm. because I was doing the same thing that Harry's doing right now, which is, oh, well, this affected me personally in mm-hmm. this way, but that doesn't mean that it's evil yeah. and bad. Mm-hmm. It was more about me unpacking my personal trauma mm-hmm. and the trauma of the people closest to me than it was thinking about the overarching thing. He's still in the which beginning is, which is stages fair. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. This. And so I genuinely do, because I've seen the work that he's put in and he is, he he's is putting put in a work. lot of work about anti-racism and, and I recognizing think Megan things. has really pushed him to yes. do that, which I think is really great of her. Yes. And so I would not be surprised if in the next five years, his position about the That's monarchy true. is so much more advanced yeah. than where it is right now. So I understand the criticism, but I think as somebody who has gone through something mm-hmm. That's on a similar mm-hmm. sort of scale. Give him time. It's going to happen. And, well, he's not He's not done. That's that's a fair point. He's in the beginning of processing this, and but mm-hmm. he's doing it in a very public way, which does lend itself to a lot more criticism, which I'm a part of right and now. It, and it does. And yeah. I, But I think that there's no other way for him to do it because that's the only thing that he knows, you know? And, yeah. And it had to happen this way. And he, I think he's also doing something that I would have fallen into a couple of years ago, which Mm -hmm. is maybe before I fully processed things, Mm -hmm. the righteous indignation. Oh, yeah, for sure. If I had had a platform to be able to do that, I would have done it, and I would not have had fully formed ideas yet. Yeah. And it's not to say that that still would not have been cathartic for me and helpful in my process, but we just have to look at this as, like, this is a completely different situation in terms of publicity and media. and. Unfortunately, the reality of the situation is that's going to happen to him. And he deserves to be able to utilize that in a way that he already knows it's comfortable for him. It would be weird if he didn't do that. And I totally see that, too, because let's talk about the press. Yes. And the relationship with with Harry and the royal family. Can I pee and go have a royal flush real quick? Oh, no. Fine. Go. (laughs) You liked the pun. I did. (laughs) Fact checker, out of my way. I did it. My cat-like reflexes. (laughs) You peed with your cat-like reflexes? (laughs) I did. I hovered over the toilet. You know it's not a litter box, right? Then why was I scratching at it? That's a you problem. Also, I noticed that there was no sand on the top of the toilet. Mm. I peed anyway, but... I'll tell boyfriend to add more sand to the toilet. Was I supposed to open it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. We keep the sand inside the bowl, the basin, oh. the bowl, the cup. I don't know. It's a diva cup? It is a diva cup. Should we do an ad for diva cup sometime? Diva cup, not just for your vagina, also for your toilet. Make it work somehow. <laughs> don't know how. It sounds messy and they're not that big. Up to you. Creativity. Diva cup. Innovative. Be creative. No, not innovative. <laughs> That's for the British. Innovative. We just went international. What do they call it instead of a diva cup? Crumpet cup. <laughs> Queen cup. Queen cup. Camilla cup. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's talk about the royal press. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now the Topher is emptied as water. Not fully, though. Oh, no. They are super 
awful. So it's horrendous. It is. Like, and, and somebody like Harry, he has had the press there since he was born. So he's never not known being in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine growing up with that and not really understanding what that meant. But that always being present in your life and only maybe being like an adolescent or a teen and kind of knowing what that is. I used to pretend Ooh. that I had paparazzi around me when I was a okay, kid. Okay, that sounds like you. You're like, no pictures, please. No. Yeah. Couldn't possibly. Please. No, you put on your sunglasses. No, I would be in like the backyard mm. playing and stuff. And I would always like just randomly put a blanket up. So no one can take your photo? Yeah. I was usually wearing the blanket as a cape, too, but Mm. that should come as no surprise to you. As you still do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I used to, as a kid, I wanted to be famous. I really wanted to go on Star Search as a kid. Oh, Star Search. And I had a whole dance routine worked out with my friends. Did you? Oh, yeah. It was to um, Was it Irish Step or Tap? No, it was Love by Nat King Cole. We had, like, a whole thing. It was L is for the way. Yeah, we, like, did the numbers. You spelled it, like, Y-M-C-A. Yeah. The numbers? Yes. What numbers are in that song? You know, infinity numbers. Were you doing it in like binary code? Yes. We were very sophisticated children. Shut up. You knew what I meant. Did I? You figured it out. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, like I think there's a difference between maybe wanting fame and having it just like thrust upon you. How very Shakespearean of you. Yes. I know you like the word thrust. So... (laughs) For Harry, I'm giving her all I got. For oh my God, this wine, this fourteen and a half percent is getting us. For Harry to have always had that and to never have had any sort of escape from that, yeah, except really when he was in the military, which, That's he, very which he called true. his family. I have always had questions about that, yeah, because. It's sort of a required service for it's, all of the men in the royal family. Yeah, but at the it's same not an time, official requirement, but this idea of like, yo, you have to do your duty, right. serve your country kind of thing. And I know that it's been reported that mm-hmm. they served in actual combat. Harry did, yeah. He's talked about killing people in his, his memoir. Oh, God. And he came under some... He came? Well, I don't know. That's up to him. He didn't include that. That's a weird fetish to have. He honestly. came under some scrutiny, uh-huh. I was going to say. Oh, that's also a weird fetish to have. Fetish. (laughs) For talking about this in his memoir a little too casually about how he kind of mentioned, oh, yeah, I think I killed about like 20 people. And the way that it was written about in his memoir seemed a little like he was othering the people who he killed. and Like Like it was justified? We're not even justified. Just like, oh, yeah, like I got whatever number in golf. I killed 20 people in Afghanistan. Like, Not braggy, but right. just too no, casual. I, I understand that. That's a line for me that's really hard to figure out mm-hmm. because somebody who has done that mm-hmm. has to disassociate you, themselves. You have to separate yourself from that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so I get, obviously, it's going to get scrutiny. But and I get it at the same time. Too, yeah, so like, yeah, it's that's, that's a really difficult sort of... Mm. I'm not going to scrutinize that because that's something, that's not a situation that I ever want to find myself in. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to know how I would have to deal with that kind of thing. Yeah. So I can't speak but, to that. But at the same time too, maybe like don't put that in your memoir. I mean, there were a few things that maybe don't put in your memoir. But like who was like approving, like wouldn't his publisher be like, hey, don't, don't put that detail in Harry. Why did his editor not talk to him about. His Todger. His Todger and 
bringing his mother into it. Oh, and I know. That the was cream. the that, that was, was the thing. Weird. Like, oh, I didn't that's care edible, about. Buddy. Yeah, I didn't care about the rest of the Todger story. Was it like Elizabeth Arden cream yes. or something? And he was like, "You mean the cream my mom used on her face?" Yeah, which that's is, how he sounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Weird, but also anecdotally is something I think is appropriate to bring into it. What was inappropriate was when he was talking about actually rubbing it on his penis. Yeah. And the smell of it conjuring up his That's mother weird. before him That's as weird, he was dude. doing it. And I'm like, you're you're like actively rubbing your penis right now. Don't think about your mom. Yeah. Don't talk about how she's like manifested herself in front no. of you. Well, let's talk about Harry and his relationship to Diana. Was it incestuous? I didn't want to say Topher, but no. Uh, that's disappointing. So Harry you know, was only. I love the weird. I know you do. You love the weird. To tagline, Harry was only twelve when his mom died, which is young. It's very young. It's, I remember him walking behind the yeah the hearse the, in the procession. Yeah, and William was like fourteen or so. They're both young, old enough to obviously like have had like really solid memories and relationship. It's not like a little, little kid where, like, you have this vague notion of right. a person. But he talked about in his memoir when... Have you read I, it? No, I've just gotten snippets of it. It is... You should have lied and said yes. I should Yes. It's on a wait list at the library. And I was like, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. Fair. <laughs> um, also, great buy book it. for public library. Yeah, go to your public library. It's free. That's That's it. And it's public. You've yep. got books there, man. And don't be gross and jerk off in the stacks. Please don't do that. It ruins it for the rest of us. In the books. The books get messy. Ugh. Yeah. Where's it going to go? Oh, no. That makes me wonder about tinker. sticky pages that I've it's gotten going, before. Yeah, that's where, that's where it goes. They um, don't have like a little bucket like you're... Do you think that maybe Book that deposit. is that library smell not actually? Oh, like let's a, not get lost. <laughs> if you're a librarian, stop jerking off in the stacks, please. For God's sake, please. I beg of you, stop. <laughs> no, so I've only gotten snippets of the book. Right. To get back to your question, and he reads the audio too, which mm -hmm. I think is kind of cool. Actually. Well, it is until the only thing that I know about the book is, is him repeating over and over again his Todger story about Diana, and then his yeah, don't bring your mom into a story about your dick. Let's just leave leave those things as separate yeah stories. But yeah, so he talks about when his mom died. He was with his dad and his brother at Balmora Castle. Castle. Balmora Castle. <laughs> Like a little boy of rose in the <laughs> Balmoral Castle in Scotland. And his dad came and like woke him up and was like, hey, I'm so sorry. Your mom had an accident. She didn't make it. He says that his dad didn't hug them. That doesn't surprise me. Which doesn't surprise me. But how sad is that? How heartbreaking is that? He said his dad like put his hand like on his knee. Like, there yeah. you go, champ. Kind of move. But like not a hug. Like you've just you're 12 years old and you've just found out if your you're not mom used died. to it. It might have been weirder if his dad had yeah, hugged him. Maybe. I don't know. But I he, can't even imagine that life. Yeah. You know? Where you're so removed. You're not even really a person. You're part of this institution, which is so weird. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode uh -huh. about this where like the houses and mm -hmm the jewelry and things like that don't actually belong to the individuals. Yeah. They belong to the institution of the crown. Yeah. But in a sense, you're right. The individuals are also property of the crown. And that's why it was such a big deal 
for Harry to start to be like, oh, for I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not doing this. Yeah, because he had to make the decision. Does he, you know, want to continue this life right. where you don't really have a lot of control right. of your life? Or do you want to live a life like most people have where you're free to kind of make your own choices? With your millions of dollars. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, an, yeah, he's got a lot of money. He's, he's not doing poorly. He's doing just fine. He's solidly Montecito middle class. Montecito <laughs> class. With his home goods wife. <laughs> that's still so life. awful. Stop saying home goods. No, oh, I, I hate funny. it. This episode sponsored by home goods. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Home goods pay us. Yeah, you Here's are now. found. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Siri, how do we get sponsored? <laughs> so Harry said that after his mom died, he didn't cry. He didn't cry for a long time. And that he, which is really sad, like he and William kind of made up this story that his mom didn't, like their mom didn't really die, that she just like tried to escape to a different life and all oh, this that's stuff. so sad. And it was just kind of mostly his, but he said a little bit of William too's like way of processing this grief. Yeah. When it doesn't seem like they really had a close family member to actually help them like with their grieving process. Again, and this is another thing that we talked about mm -hmm. in the last episode. Why is there not a team of court appointed, by court, I mean the royal court, us. Um, court appointed, yes, like psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists. Because and stuff. there's like, this whole idea of like the stiff upper, stiff upper lip. lip. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Actually, that's such a weird phrase to me, stiff upper lip, because like, it's no. the, it's the bottom lip that quivers when you're like about to cry. So why is it the stiff upper lip? British people, it's reversed for them. So they're like, <laughs> they, they move their upper lip when they cry. They're like rabbits. They're yeah. like, mm -hmm. well, some of them kind of look like rabbits. Well, that's because of the crossbreeding with the hairs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's just this idea of like, you don't show a lot of emotion. You don't. Well, I know what it means. I know what I'm saying in the royal family, like why they don't have like this team oh. of psychologists, which was your question. If you remember, I obviously. refuse to. Okay. Like, it's just not necessary. I think it's just seen as like not necessary. Yeah. Like, you, you deal with it. It's you just pretty fucking and necessary. Deal with it. Can you imagine, obviously, at this point, Queen Elizabeth II has passed. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how fucked up she was? Mm-hmm. The amount of repressed anxiety and oh, yeah. depression mm -hmm. and just, oh, my God. It sounds miserable. How do you exist that way? I The fact that she lived to the age that she did. Well, she had some to good genes because her mom lived to be forever, too. Well, clearly not mother. because she died. Well, that's what you think. That's what the oh. press wants you to think. Oh, <laughs> conspiracy theory <laughs> avenue. The queen mother is still alive. She'd be really, really old. But like, yeah, it must be so weird to never really be a person. To yeah. be not, in, not as, even a title. Just as to someone be who identifies as human, I mm -hmm. completely. Yeah, you're definitely yeah, a it human. Would be, it would be weird to not be a person, right? Because then what would you be? You're just like, like an idea. Yeah, an idea. Yeah. You're like the idea of like a prince. Yes. The idea of like the royal family, of the idea of England or Great Britain or the monarchy or the common, like all these weird 
things that go with it. Being a patriotic symbol, I think, is one of the strangest. Yeah. And it's not something you choose. It's not like the U.S. where somebody decides to run for office or become a celebrity or something where you're kind of more than yourself in that way. Well, it's still a little bit the same in terms of how it affects the children. I mean, Mm -hmm. think of the ages of Malaya and Sasha. Sure, yeah, they didn't choose that. That was just kind of the level of, you know, public scrutiny was kind of thrust upon them. The Bush daughters, Chelsea Clinton, you know, But all now of that. They, they're kind of like living their normal lives. Right, well, because it, at a certain point it that ends. ends. It yeah. ends. Where, yeah, whereas if you're in the British royal family, it doesn't really end for you until you die. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky for life. Yeah, that's right. Well, here he talked about like, even as a little kid having the paparazzi there and feeling like I have to smile every time somebody is there and take my picture, even if I don't want to, if I don't want these weird adults like yelling at me or shouting at me or asking questions. And I'm just trying to like be a kid. I think one of the the scenes that stuck out to me the most in the documentary Mm -hmm. that came out on Netflix was when they went skiing with Mm -hmm. Diana and she came up to the paparazzi. And first of all, she had every right to be as ferocious mm-hmm. and angry as she wanted to be. This mm-hmm. was interrupting and intruding very closely mm-hmm. on what was supposed to be a private family vacation. Yes, family time. And she was so gracious. Yeah. She kept saying, you know, as a father, please understand. Right. I really need to keep my children right. private right now. Yeah. And I think at one point she says something about like, I'll give you a statement later or something like that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and she was trying to. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, can we, do you mind if we just so get a shot? Wish- and, yeah. and she was like, as a father, please understand. She just kept saying that over and over. She was yeah. so nice about it. and. But she was also forced to be nice about it too. Because well, because if she it, had lost her temper, then that, exactly, oh, how dare she? Exactly. Yeah. But the self-control, mm-hmm. I, I don't think even knowing that, yeah. I wouldn't be that self-controlled in no. that situation. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck you. I said, get the fuck off. Yeah, leave us alone. Leave us alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Harry has said repeatedly that he is his mother's son. And I think. I can see that, though. I can he see has a gentleness too. of spirit. He does. And I think, too, I wouldn't say, like, her death impacted him more than William because William obviously can't be open in the same way that Harry right. can in a lot of we'll ways. We'll never know. We'll never know. But I think Harry really took to heart his mother's death and the role that the press had in his mother's mm-hmm. death. And I think that was probably the primary factor in deciding that he and Megan were going to leave. I agree. Yeah, I was, I was thinking earlier when you were talking about that, that him being only 12 when this mm-hmm. happened, And then as he's going through his teen years and starting to become his own person Mm -hmm. and try and do that privately because he can't do it publicly and having the press involved, that must have been a really terrifying thing for him Mm -hmm. because it brings up constantly his mother. Well, and to not have his mom there being protective in the way that you were just mentioning. Right. Like, yeah, he had his father, but his father has always seemed very, Charles has always seemed very distant, which you know, personality differences, whatever, but it's also kind of Charles's role. Like he always knew he was going to be the head of state in the well, same way that William knows that he'll be head of state. Like it's just I'm gonna throw a a, function. another perspective in here. Ooh. Charles didn't want to have children with Diana. He wanted to have kids with Camilla and he could never have that. And I do he wonder, yeah. I wonder sometimes that resentment if, yeah, mm-hmm. if he has a distance, not because all the things that you just said are completely yeah. valid and they exist. That is 100% yeah. true. 
but is there an added layer? I'm of, sure there is subconsciously. Because Charles didn't want to marry Diana. He felt kind of forced into yeah. it. Because we've seen that in other like psychological studies and things in history where mm-hmm. if you didn't want to have kids with that particular person, you mm-hmm. almost don't identify them as the kids are kind of child, separate, yeah, from especially, you. Especially, especially mm-hmm. if Harry identifies more. As Diana's daughter, or son. Whoa, you heard it here first. Harry has... He just texted. She just texted me. <laughs> Sorry. Huh. Harriet? This is breaking news. That's the wine getting to me. Yeah, but like, not even just the fact that Harry identifies more as Diana's son, but right. exhibits more of traits. Spirit, yeah, exactly. Agreed. And him seeing that, being like, oh, what would it have been like had you been the son of me and Camilla? Would you have been more like Camilla, the person well, that I really and truly there was- love? Yeah. Which is, again, it brings it back to the tragedy of everything because as fucked up as that is for mm-hmm. Charles to allegedly, potentially, possibly feel, it's also a natural it, sort it of feeling. It is kind of understandable, even though it's not okay. Like, it's not okay, it, but yeah. yeah. Well, and, and again, these people are all victims that continue to victimize each other. Of, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. This institution gives them a lot of privilege and power and money and influence in ways that like we can't understand, but it also really hinders them too. Yeah. And it causes them to both be victims of this institution of the monarchy and perpetrators too, because they're still carrying it on. To quote the poet laureate mm. of the mm. Commonwealth of mm. Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does she have to say? Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's all right. Mm-hmm. But that don't keep me warm mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. That's true. That don't impress me much. Wiser words have never been spoken <laughs> from Pope Laureate Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Thank you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this this thing with Harry and like his dynamic with his dad and his brother is so odd because there must have been a closeness that Charles and William have to have had just because of their roles in the family. And it had to have separated. That Harry was just not a part of. Mm -hmm. So even growing up, knowing that you're the spare. Yes, 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 yes. You know, the title of his memoir, just kind of knowing that you're there just in case Mm -hmm. something goes wrong. Like you'll, you'll be the next in line. Like that you're just kind of a backup in a lot of ways. Has to feel so weird. Even, I mean, economically, mm-hmm. you are given a different sort of allowance. Mm-hmm. You are given a different living situation. Oh, yeah. Everything is based on seniority. Yeah. You're ranked. Yeah. Your family is ranked. You're not, again, to your point, you're not individual people. Right. It's not even the difference between, like, older sibling and younger sibling, like, that dynamic. Like, it goes beyond that. Right. But also, too, I feel kind of bad for William, also, like, he hasn't been able to maybe be as open and free in some ways that Harry has been able to. It's because William knows that he will be the person on the throne one day, so he can't say certain things. Here's the thing, though. Mm. At this point, mm-hmm. why not? What's going to happen? Well, I think William's very much kind of like, nope, I'm going to keep myself in line kind of why? personality. For what? I think do it. Kind of, do it, William. Do it, William. Like, seriously, at this Write point. Write a memoir, William. At this point, start talking honestly about things, William. Your younger brother, like, what's going to happen? They're not going to. Charles is never going to pass William over. 
No, of course, but so still. There's there's nothing for him to lose. But I think he has maybe, nothing to lose. Well, I think maybe it's been impressed upon him. Like, you have to do your duty. You have to follow the rules. You have to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was impressed upon me, too, and I was the older son. And that doesn't impress me much. And no. It does not impress me much because I paved the way for my younger siblings. And... Now your younger sibling has paved the way for you, so fucking follow suit. Well, I was going to say, I think maybe that caused tension between William and Harry. Well, only because William wouldn't do it. Do it, William. Do it, William. Fix your relationship with your brother, William. You already married a peasant, William. (laughs) I mean, she's not titled. Well, she's Princess of Wales now. Mm. Because he's now Prince of Wales. I find it interesting that Harry and Meghan did not give up their titles when they... Oh, I wouldn't. When they left being, like, working royals. That kind of bothers me a little bit. Why? Because if your whole thing is, like, I want to separate myself from this, I don't want to be part of it, give up your title. It's not, but they're not separating. Have the courage of your conviction. Because they're not... They're not doing what I did, which is going no contact with my family. No, divorcing that's myself and my yeah. family. They're keeping that open mm. in the hopes of progress. And I get that. Well, yeah, they're the Duchess and Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Well, I know. And and Megan has. She doesn't have any control over that. Well, I, I think she's got people who can type that in for her. I no, think I was, she knows how to work a laptop typer. I was going to say I can make her that on IMDb. But she's Megan has been very. Conscious about introducing herself as like the Duchess of Sussex, Megan. Yeah, she should. I see that, but I'm like, no. If you're if your whole thing is like you don't want to be a part of that institution, just don't be a part of it. Leave I the title sign. Be Montecito middle class. Do but it. No, because you're you've jumped several steps ahead. No, nope. we have to go back to what I was saying about. I how, disagree. I'm right. <laughs> about how give Harry a few years. He's still growing. He might, yeah. They have not actually said we're not part of this institution anymore. No, that's that's, that's, not, that's that fair. You're happened. right. That's fair. But I think that they should. Like if you're really gonna separate yourself, just separate yourself. But they and it but takes they're not time but and they're processing not, and there's a difference between separation and severing. They have not true. severed themselves. No, they from haven't severed themselves. Institution. And so I think it's important to distinguish between that mm-hmm. and realize that no, they are still that. And it's important for them to still have that until we figure out what the monarchy is going to be well, and become and stand yeah. for. Because mm-hmm. if they distance themselves from that completely, mm-hmm. if they sever that, mm-hmm. first of all, there's a lot of money gone right sure. there. Sure. So I'm sure they're thinking economically. But also there's a lot of influence that is gone in terms of, mm-hmm. because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Harry is now living with Megan mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that he doesn't still have the same heart for the people of Great Britain that he's always had. I think he does. And for him to give up that and sever things, you can't even imagine what that would mean for him in terms of how he's been brought up to think about how he serves the people yeah, of this country. Yeah, I think there's, he's got feelings about it, unpacking a lot it, of stuff. It makes you so <laughs> sick to have to reconsider your opinion on something. It really does. Ugh, gross. I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's a little self-serving, though, keeping the titles. There could be an element to that, but I think that there's also an element of... I see what you're saying. I think I, there's I both. Your perspective, I don't yeah. see why there can't be both. Sure, why not? 
And honestly, please don't knock over our entire. <laughs> no, I'm not going to kick it over. Honestly, we're both self-serving people too. Sure. So like why? Cheers. I mean, like, come on. Oh, absolutely. If I had a title, I would not give it up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I, will I criticize somebody else? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would you want your title to be? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, Duchess is nice. Mm-hmm. Lady is classic. Mm-hmm. Prance is innovative, but I think you innovative. You've already claimed Prance. I don't know. Would you get? Would you stick with Prance for yourself? I mean, if I had married into royalty, but if I was like just aristocracy, mm. I'd probably be a Marquess. Mm. Yeah, Marquess is nice. That's a nice ring to Marquess it. Marquess Topher. Marquess Topher. Of? He doesn't even Castleberry. know Castleberry. There we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I get what you're saying. And I know that like my dislike for Harry and Meghan is just really kind of my own irrational dislike for things. I will say, though, that... Megan has been treated horribly mm-hmm. in the British press. And all of the racism that she has endured has been awful and completely undeserved. Whether or not I personally like her or not, like, it's been horrible. Like, I've seen things where people have, like, put side-by-side, like, headlines of Kate Middleton and Megan, like, yeah. both, like, touching their, their bellies when they were pregnant. And how it was covered with Kate Middleton, like, oh, she's cradling her her unborn child. Isn't that so sweet and motherly? Whereas Megan's like, she shows off her baby bump. And it's just, like, this really blatant and obvious and awful criticism that she's had to endure because she's biracial. Right. Like, there's really no other reason for it. Yeah. If she had just been white... She wouldn't have been treated so poorly. And maybe Harry and Meghan would not have made the decision they made to leave. I think, I think there's a, a minor aspect of that where mm-hmm. she was an actress. It's part of an American. An American. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. the biracial part is yeah. the, I would say, the 90%. And then there's like a 5%, 5% sure, kind of yeah. situation, you know? Yeah. Because there's all this coverage, too, where like when it, they were first dating of like, Oh, Megan grew up in the hood and like this was the murder rate in the city she grew up in. And look at her mom like going to the laundry. Like there's all like these weird, like racist and classist things that went into the coverage of her and her family. Which is so funny to me because really that only appeals to like super elitists. Do they not realize that the majority of British people and like Commonwealth citizens are looking at that and being like cool but yeah but that's i mean i think the british press does have this very upper middle class tone to it where there's a lot of judgment and you kind of keep in line and you are very for the monarchy and you don't criticize it unless somebody as an outsider comes in and starts doing blah 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 i will say one of the things that i loved that megan brought up Mm -hmm. in the documentary was talking about the tabloids there Mm -hmm. And I noticed this when I was living abroad as well, Mm -hmm. where she was talking about the difference between tabloids in America versus Mm -hmm. tabloids over there. Tabloids in America, it's a special person Mm -hmm. who believes this. Honestly, I don't understand how they're still being sold. Like, how is this Like the National Enquirer kind of tabloid, the checkout line in the grocery store? Yeah, like the checkout line kind of thing. Yeah. Versus over in... Great Britain, mm-hmm. people actually believe that shit. Like yeah. they will post the most lurid things and people believe it as truth. And that's mm-hmm. so strange to me in a post-truth world where we're thinking mm-hmm. about, for me, like media really sort of like news media yeah. really taking 
a dive mm-hmm. post 2016, like mm-hmm. 2017 onward, oh, yeah. Yeah. with alternative yeah. facts mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. But for them, it's always been this thing of like, if it's printed, it it's must true. be true. Yeah, and I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's weird. Yeah, especially with a royal family coverage. Yeah, I will say that that like you when you lived there, you lived in England, right? In London. In London. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in the UK, I was in Scotland, so like the view of the royal family was. Different. Very different. Very different. It was a lot more like, fuck you, England. Fuck yeah. the royal family. Yeah. Fuck this institution. Yeah. Even though there was still that, oh, my God, did you see Prince William? I saw him at the grocery store today. Kind of vibe to it. I encountered a little bit of the anti-royalist. Mm-hmm. But, and I was also in college. So sure. there was definitely a lot of let's talk about the royal family kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it wasn't like abolitionist sort of. Right. Thing. It was it was more of like a let's rewrite this. And a lot of it, too, was very hopeful of. I remember at that time thinking, oh, yeah, well, I hear this all the time. Charles will never be king. She's going to skip over to William. Because popular. Nobody likes him. <laughs> yeah. And so that was kind of what all of the college kids were also saying. Right. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. It's, yeah. It's it's so complex and such a long-standing institution i don't think it will ever really go away in our at least not in our lifetimes maybe at some point it'll just kind of become like oh yeah they have a king or a queen whatever cool yeah i'm well i mean that's how denmark and yeah you're just like Norway okay cool and, yeah, yeah like, all oh is, all right i guess but there's a part of me i i want that i recognize that my values align with that mm-hmm. but there's also that holdover part of me that's mm. like end of an era sort of situation yeah. that I can't maybe I'll seem be prince one day maybe I will be a prince one day yeah yeah it is I mean it does have that like fairy tale aspect to it it does yeah it's it harkens to this fairy tale mentality unfortunately the thing is when you start to unpack what makes that fairy tale mm-hmm. a fairy tale for these people mm-hmm. it's not a fairy tale anymore it's a grims yeah tale <laughs> exactly yeah well, are we ready to deliver a verdict? I think so. Okay. We might be differing, though. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Are we going to do a separate one? for One for the wine, one yeah. for Harry and Megan? Okay. Can okay. do the wine? Wine first. Not, Not guilty. guilty. This, this wine is, is delicious. Delightful for $27. Yeah. Again, it's Diatom Chardonnay. It'll get you drunk. And it's <laughs> delicious. Yeah. All right, Harry and Megan. Not guilty. Not guilty, I'll say that. I'll concede. And continue putting in the work, both of you. Like, I think that you're on a fantastic Mm -hmm. journey. Maybe in, like, five to ten years, I won't be as irritated with them. (laughs) Honestly, she'll forget who you are, and she'll come back around and be like, have you heard? That's probably accurate. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you like our podcast, it would be really awesome if you would subscribe and listen and review and do all those things that make us get more listeners. Yeah. And if you don't like our podcast, keep, keep scrolling. Shut. Yeah. Just zip it. Yeah. If you have questions, you can contact us at True Crimes Against Wine at Gmail as well as TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. If you do ask us questions, we will strive to answer those in our mini sodes mm-hmm. that are the sidebar episodes that happen every other Monday. And we'll send you some swag on those sidebars. We sure yes. will. All right. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Ciao.